was what? Is 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 Anyone? this thing on? Anyone? It is on. And I hear a familiar voice. I hear a voice from the heavens. Oh, Jeffrey Evans has returned to us, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Uncensored Radio Live. I'm feeling very Olympic today. So the first person we're going to hear from is the gold medal gold medal winner of Gay Jeffrey Evans. <laughs> Oh, I thought I was his competition then. Oh, jeez. I I wish I would have had something to prepare. Oh, Listen, right. it's been a you, crazy babe? couple of weeks. This has not been fun, really. <laughs> not at all. I had to drive back a 17-hour trip. I did, it, I, I did it without the kids. Uh, and I am just... Fucking utterly exhausted. Like, I'm too old for this shit, man. I slept in a, a rest area the one night for a couple hours because I was like, I'm not going to to sleep for three hours. I'm too cheap for this. I, I'm thinking Richard's rubbing off on me. You know what I'm saying? Um, so slept in a rest area. Got back to New York. My aunt wrecked her bike. She landed on her face. You know, I thought it was kind of rude because I was like, bitch, there's other ways to get us to come visit you besides wrecking your motorcycle and things. You know, uh, and then she had to get some face work done. And I was like, okay, cheaper ways to get your face done, bitch. Granted, you're going to look 25 again. But really, really, you had to go flying off the bike. Oh, it just, dear. God love her. I love Claudia. Well, Ace, <laughs> is, Ace is happy you're back, Jeff. Ace says, yay, Jeffrey's back. <laughs> Listen, so things have been crazy, Ace. I swear to God, you're sure sitting in, in my bedroom right now. I'll get it in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. All right, we have our silver medalist of sassiness, but always victorious, Miss Vera. How are you today, my dear? Oh, my God, also exhausted. Been a rough week. Mom's still in the rehab, and she's still a joy. Oh, God. <laughs> Bloody old people. Yeah. I'm telling you, and- assisted suicide should be a thing. <laughs> Last but not least, we have our bronze medal power top because the boy is a big old bottom. Luke, how are you? I'm not sure a, I can even follow if anything with he's that. He's the bronze know. medalist of power topping because he's not because we all know third's first win loser, right? <laughs> okay. Um, How are you, anyway? I'm I'm fine. Uh, I'm not going to comment on assisted suicide today. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, I'm all for getting face work done. If you got to come off a bike to get that shit done, then girl, you do you. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I, I don't need a medal. I don't need a medal. I'm the supreme. So anyway. Of everything you just said. Yeah, I'm the queen bitch. I'm the queen bitch. I am. (laughs) Big bitch on campus, I am. It's going to be weird. I've got Jeffrey back so I can dial dial down the meanness now. No, 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 please. He's been horrible. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Jeff, he's been horrible. He was. He was was nasty. I love it. I did you proud. I did you proud. Well, somebody's kind of got to be the mean girl when I'm gone, right? Yeah, it was too nice. Everyone was, yeah, everyone's being you too nice. You're showing a bit of sass, though, and I'm starting to like it. It's Ms. Underwood. Like, she's really getting <laughs> oh, the monster yeah. now. <laughs> last week, she Katie, was just... Katie was, Katie was loose last week. She, was <laughs> she went off the chain. <laughs> she uh, we also... Goose? Her goose is totally loose. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't watched it yet, we finally had our... Vera, uh, our Vera. We always got Vera. We finally had our Anna Renata show air. Yes. We caught up with the girls. It was lovely, but yeah, Jeffrey wasn't there. But they're coming to see you, Jeff. So if if everything lifts, they've got flights that they need to take before March. So you could oh. have Anna Renata on your doorstep. So be prepared. Yeah, they had messaged me a while ago because uh, they had thought it was actually this past March. And then I can't remember which one was saying it. Well, you know, and the other one, she's, like, oh, she's an idiot. It's not till next year. So, yeah, I'm like, let's get the boys over. Let's film some shit. There's oh, been a lot of that confusion of times and dates going around lately. I don't ever know what day of the week it is. Like I was talking <laughs> to this cute, cute man yesterday. He wanted to have a beer. 
And I thought today was Friday, but it's not. It's Thursday. I didn't think I had, I forgot I had to do a show, and the babysitter wasn't here. I just also screwed up. So neither it's Friday for us, though. So you were half right. I didn't go halfway. I was on Australian time. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's your excuse, baby. I didn't That's have to, or I didn't go get a beer with um, <laughs> McCarty. You didn't have to. You, that, you rephrased that well. You didn't have to, but you were choosing to. I know. I would <laughs> like to. He's, it seems like a very nice man. He sang a little bit to me because I said, can you sing? He said he was like Patricky. He's looking for somebody that's maybe not entirely David. Um, how about like a quarter David, right? Because <laughs> you never know if I'm going to be over gay, if I'm going to be like ethnic, or what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was. What, what happened was, was girl. I know you did it. We're going to get in trouble, aren't we? (laughs) All right, we're moving on. We've got so much to talk about today, so we're going to jump into this week's... load of hot topics. Now, as I said, we are feeling very Olympic today because who knew the Olympics was going to generate so much bloody conversation this week? Well, probably about as much as the way Luke's sitting on camera. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he All just right. kind of looks like well, old lady. Okay. <laughs> like okay. Let's start yeah, with um, a I'm little bit of conversation about uh, <laughs> Miss Simone Biles, right? Oh, girl. Team, coach Simone Biles' exit from the gymnastics team event is not injury-related. Coach said it was mental issues she was having per NBC broadcast. This was very early on in the week after she pulled out of the um, the group competition, and now she has removed herself from everything, citing um, citing her mental health. Yeah. So, what, okay. it, Vera? You're the, you're the resident Olympics expert. You start us off. I, I gotta say, go girl. I mean, mental health is ninety percent of the game. You know, there's lots of people who can turn cartwheels, but if they can't turn them perfectly in the moment they're not going to win competitions and good on her to know that she wasn't going to she was just going to drag the team down and she needed to get out in that moment you know i i'm all for it go girl yeah because it was bad it was rough well i mean i I felt horrible because she's very accomplished right like so it's not that she's not capable of any of this so watching it you knew something was going on but you were like oh shit you know my kids are like they're obsessed with the olympics well you do know that the IOC screwed her. That, yeah, you know, well, yeah. Is it the whole? Five the biggest part they... of the drama is that they're refusing. They're refusing to judge her on her athleticism because yeah. she is. She's so like she's the, the apex. Absolutely. She's apex. You know, predator of, of yeah. gymnastics. So, so they're already so disadvantaging no her for being three extra flips and five feet higher than anybody else. So hmm. she. That's you know, crazy. It is crazy. Like if you're the best, you're the best, and he should right. win. That's the whole point of it, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> well, but she wasn't that day, though. I mean, that's oh, kind no, of the she thing, right? Wasn't like, she day, really just, she was having, it was How, how many not people good. were looking at Janine Carey or Janie Carey and saying, wow, why is this girl on the not on the team and why instead of somebody else? And if you'd seen the Olympic trials in, in, uh, back in June, you'd know why she wasn't on the Olympic team. She doesn't have it every moment of every day. You know? Right. Well, this trick has a proven track record. She's done things. She did stuff with broken toes. Like She's been around. She's fantastic. But something really wasn't good. Like, was that one hot boy, Diver Man? um, Oh, we got to talk about Tom. We got to talk about Tom. Oh, that was just he was hot as hell, but honey, I mean, there was no dick, and the dives were just. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there are they are wearing compression suits to minimize drag. To be minimize fair, drag. Wow. <laughs> some of the other boys, wow. honey, it was like, oh, you could beat somebody. Well, with I that. can't I'm imagine that a diver <laughs> needs to worry about drag, but you know, some of the b- pool boys, you know, the guys. Listen, you need to worry about splashback, don't you? That boy, his points. They weren't talking about the points in his dive honey they were talking about how big his willy was you know what i'm saying they were like three stars i'm like yeah. i love how <laughs> jeffrey's turned the olympic games into like some filthy 
like episode <laughs> in his life. But look, like, not, we don't sex, we, we don't sexualize the women, only the men. Oh yes. I'm so um, totally I just want to bring up. I want to bring up a point about Simone. So we had one of our um, one of our our commenters comment on the article saying that she um talking about how she's being basically biased against because she's a a black female athlete. And someone said, does black really have anything to do with the conversation? And I really think it does in this case because she's been, you know, she has been put, put on this pedestal as this I don't know, queen of the sport and she's achieved so much. But if the tables were turned racially, would she be copying this much you know, be like crap because they're like, oh, well, she's da 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 da. And then it's like, okay, but what about we didn't care about other people? Like Ash Marty recently, like won Wimbledon and then has bombed out of everything. We're not like going, oh, she's let the whole country down. But was their right. bomb as bad? I mean, her stuff was bad. Well, yeah, it- well. She, she she just won Wimbledon and was out like in the first round of the she Olympics, isn't is she? Wasn't she? The I think. most decorated American gymnast in history. She doesn't know uh, anything. She, true. And, and, you know, and yeah, I don't feel like she let us down because I don't, you know, it's not, yeah. It's not like she's just a weird, it's a very happy. weird situation. Like, if the girl wants to quit, let her Luke quit. Luke would win. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, let's let's move on to what Jeffrey Jeffrey like kind of um you know hit got us there, but let's look at Tom <laughs> Daly. <laughs> so UK diver Tom Daly claims gold. I feel incredibly proud to say that I'm a gay man, also an Olympic champion. He said, and I feel very empowered by that because when I was younger, I thought I was never going to be anything or achieve anything because of who I was, and to be an Olympic champion now just shows you can achieve anything. Daily 27, who won gold with synchronized diving partner Maddie Lee, said he was <laughs> glad to see record-breaking numbers of openly out LGBTQ athletes participating in the Games this year. However, he said that when he first came out in December 2013, he had always felt like the one that was alone and different and didn't fit in. There was something different about me that was ah, that was always never going to be as good as what society wanted me to be, he said. I hope that any young LGBTQ person out there can see that no matter how alone you feel right now, you are not alone, that you can achieve anything, and there is a whole lot of your chosen family out there. So did you guys see the dive that these guys did? Oh, yeah, I did. I, Holy I shit balls, Batman. <laughs> like, that was some crazy that. shit. <laughs> I did see it. And I saw him win four years ago. Well, five years ago. But my favorite part about his medal was when they showed his mother and his husband and his son watching and the screaming in that room. (laughs) Did you guys see that part? I didn't see that. I missed it. Look, I think um, being a minority put on a world stage where you're representing a greater mass of people and I guess this goes back to the last story as well is there is that extra pressure because there's extra judgment there's extra focus and there's a lot of weight put on your shoulders already as an Olympian but I feel like there's extra heaped on for some of these participants Um, I'm glad that he did well and that he's able to be like celebratory now like he can he can say well look this is what I've achieved Uh, yeah I, I just am of the opinion though that we uh, we it put a matter. lot more pressure. Yeah, it should. They it should be matter. just re- representing their country and them. But I guess, yeah, there is all this focus in the media because but I can guarantee you, be when fair. they talk about Tom Daly, Matthew Mitchum, any of these GLBT divers, and then when you've got like you know a minority race in a predominantly jumping Anglo back, team, jumping back <laughs> ten or fifteen years, I'm not even sure how much. Uh, look at what happened to Greg Luganis. Greg Luganis. Yeah, AIDS in the swimming pool. AIDS in the, AIDS swimming, in the pool. swimming pool. Oh, my God. He's infected everyone. Everybody needs to be tested. You know, I mean, where we've come from Greg Luganis as a diver to Tom Daly 
we're getting there. It's moving slowly, but we're getting there. You know, I'm I mean, gonna take it. I'm gonna take it in a different direction. I'm just glad they make them wear speedos, and I know that we don't. <laughs> we don't do. We don't do this. You know, but damn boy, if that's what a man's supposed to look like, though, I must be some kind of wildebeest. From you know, actually, do you know? Do you know who I am? I'm this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I am Bigfoot crossing. I am Bigfoot <laughs> crossing the river in Michigan. That's me. I, I thought that was that Jeffrey on his trip. trip. <laughs> Jeffrey's back in Missouri, me. folks. <laughs> Our ex co host. I, oh, wow. uh, I thought it was your backyard. <laughs> so, congratulations, Tom Daly. Not only are you an amazing LGBTQ black role model, but you're damn fine, boy. So. Yeah. Good work. So let's go from objectification to objectification, shall we? Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Female athletes hope to hope to create equality in new apparel. Female gymnastic uh, gymnasts representing Germany at the Tokyo Olympics showed off their full-length unitards in a bid to take a stand against sexualization of their sport. Days earlier, Norway's women's beach handball. Why don't we just call it? Is it not? Um, What's it called? It's not volleyball. Volleyball? Because it's actually a junior Olympic event. It's not a uh, full Olympic event. Okay, whatever. Beach handball <laughs> team was fined for refusing to play a bikini bottom during a game at the sports Euro 2021 tournament just days before the Olympics. Um, team Germany have actually been donning these unitards since spring. According to German Gymnastics Federation, the switch to full-length outfits is a statement against sexualization in gymnastics. And you know what? More power to them. They're um, still gorgeous. As as, a, as as someone who works in an industry that is very much about looking at the human body and the shapes and lines of a human body, there is no difference between wearing a leotard and a unitard in a competition setting as long as the you can see the line that, that's supposed to be created and it doesn't obstruct a view. There's no difference. So I don't know why it's such an issue especially when we get to the beach volleyball, oh, sorry, whatever, handball <laughs> thing. But good on it, girl power. But yeah. here is the Norwegian's women's beach handball team. They were facing fines for wanting to wear shorts instead of bikini bottoms. According to International Handball Federation rules, the bottoms are not to cover more than 10 centimetres on any side. For context, of both Norwegian teams... <laughs> To be fair, I wouldn't okay. want to see some. So, I wouldn't want to see some of those guys in shorts, but you know. Ugh. But so, so it's only for the females, though. So, what is no, the reasoning correct. behind that that rule? And ten centimeters. It's less than four inches, right, guys? You guys are metric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey, how many? Jeffrey, how many quarters? How many quarters? We need to go to Jeffrey. <laughs> oh, we've broken him, Jeff. We've broken Jeffrey. <laughs> He's just having a cocktail and enjoying the day. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> He's doing it for nature. I heart nature. You do heart nature. Nature. So, what do you? Too. Come on, Jeffrey. License, what do you think about this? I totally intend to break for animals. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Uh, it's crazy, right? Like, why can the boys wear shorts and the girls can't? Like, it's just insane. Like, we kind of had this thing going on when I was in Catholic school, um, you know, a couple of decades ago, where it's winter, it's New York, the girls are freezing, they're tired of wearing these damn skirts, they want to wear pants, and it was like an uproar. And of course, my gay ass has to be the one that's like, well, why can we wear pants, but they can't? So should we start wearing skirts? <laughs> uh, and the did rest you wear is a skirt, history. Jeffrey? Did you wear a no. skirt? No, no, he has. I have, <laughs> but no. I had this. I had this argument with my employees because um, when it, especially, I think it was two summers ago when it was super, super hot. Like, did no worries, girl. Um, <laughs> when it was in the forty, like early forties here, so very pretty hot. Um, the girls could all wear skirts at work. And the boys had to all wear full-length pants. I'm like, well, how is that fair? 
Don't I see it work? Well, no. Well, that what it was. It was like some of the stores, especially some of the regional stores. They're they're older shops, so the AC, especially when it gets around 43, 44 degrees, it doesn't cut it. Right. <laughs> Their AC doesn't work. But I feel like that's a double standard. If the girls can wear knee length skirts and be still be allowed, yeah. still be allowed to climb ladders and you know bend over and lift things, surely males wearing knee length shorts. Won't be distracted. Isn't an issue, right? Right. right. So yeah. du- double standards are everywhere. Not, I'm not saying that you know, retail is Olympic level drama, but whatevs. No, but look, there was a standard is everywhere. A double standard is a double standard, and look, someone who is not having the double standard was Pink. Go Pink came out of the new out of the out of the ether, and um, the pop stars offered to pay the fines for the Norwegian beach handball team. Yep. The team was fined fifteen hundred euros. That's twelve hundred and ninety five pounds for improper clothing at the European oh, wow. Beach Handball Championships last week. Good on you, ladies. I don't think yes. she would have said good on you because she's not Probably. Australian. Says Pink. I'll be happy to pay the fines for you. Keep it up. So mm-hmm. you know. Pink and that article went off because I think everyone just everyone loves a bit of pink. But yeah, yeah you go, girl. <laughs> stupid girls, stupid girls. <laughs> Luke, what was that noise? You don't love a bit of pink. Um, look, um, I'm starting to go down Jeffrey's path, so let's get on to the next article. <laughs> oh, no. I, don't, I don't want to take it to a naughty place, so let's, let's keep the show going. You're gonna make, are you going to make a pink bits joke? Oh, probably. Or well, my mind went yeah. there, and then I was like, no, Luke, grow up. <laughs> grow up. Don't be that person. Oh, you, know well, you realise that's not the show's demographic, <laughs> right? Oh, the well. Uncensored radio. <laughs> Pussy, pussy, pussy. Whoa. There you go. <laughs> that made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> the show's not that uncensored. Goodness me. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of something that is still censored, but very, very timely and like a great power move. Uh, Little Nas X's latest music video is not only causing waves because of its content, but in, just, but in just its first day that it went live, it's taken social media by storm and raised more than $21,000 to fight mass incarceration. The video for his new song, Industry Baby, uploaded to YouTube, has a donation box directly underneath for a non-profit organization, The Bail Project. As part of Friday after, as oh, sorry, as early as Friday afternoon, it had acquired nearly 6 million views and has raised more than $21,000. It's more than that now. The song is a massive clap back at his haters. Um, features Naz being sentenced for his Satan shoes, which we discussed on the show earlier this year. <laughs> Dancing in the showers flanked by other naked men before breaking into more Cory in the yard and then breaking out. Music is the way I fight for liberation, but true freedom requires change in how the criminal justice system works, starting with cash bail, little Laz X says in the donation box. I know the pain that incarceration brings to a family. I know the disproportionate impact that cash bail has on black Americans. There are so many stories that that call on us to take action, and I invite you to join me in this important civil rights issue. Like, this dude's unstoppable lately. There's no fucks given. He's kind of like the male Madonna, but with an actual, like, message, right? Where's that in my mouth? I don't care for him particularly. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, his just type of music stuff It's not my cup of tea. Like, the kids love that damn song, and I'm like, no, you ain't playing it near me. Like, they know there's got to be a group of people to ask Daddy to play that. Um, (laughs) So he's just, he's not my cup of tea, but props to him, you know? I feel like he does have a better message, like, Madonna was just trying to push boundaries, and I think she, there was some, you know, um, feminism in there and uh, things about sex, and we need to stop chastising people. But he's really trying to get it out there. The needle, yes. Yeah, I just think, you know, um, it's tough when you're kind of going balls to the wall. Um, You know, you got to expect. Literally, if you've seen that video, I have (laughs) not. (laughs) Jeffrey, you might want to check out that video, actually. (laughs) 
It might be for your liking. I, apparently, there's an uncensored version out there now as um, well. So listen, all all the pixelation's uh, gone. Everybody like comes over and they talk about whatever that show is, Sex Life or something on Netflix, right? They're like, Have "Oh, you, you missed seen it." I'm like, "Oh no, all I've seen, bitch, all I know is episode three, 19 minutes in." Okay, that's all I needed to know. That's all I've seen. Episode have... three, 19 minutes. <laughs> we had that conversation off air, and um, who was it? Was Vera, Vera and Katie? They were. A bit shocked. <laughs> oh yes, I don't know that that's I was right. shocked. I was impressed. Nom nom. You know, <laughs> as a nurse, you see a lot of parts, weapons. It's, it's, it's very that was not an easy. Penis. That was not concealable. It's very rare to be impressed. <laughs> Let's just say after the show, Vera was getting out of Bonanza tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that guy. <laughs> This short guy, like the last kind of hurrah I had, man, I'm telling you, was like that. You don't just kept getting bigger. I was like, oh, Lord, Jesus. And then him and his, his two boyfriends came to the show, and I was like, what's your name again? I couldn't remember his name. Oh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Biggest dick Jeffrey. I've ever seen in person. Oh, it was my fabulous, gosh. darling. Fabulous. <laughs> he didn't even... First off, it would be ex-husband. He 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 was he was you know he was blessed for sure, but not like this motherfucker. This was like, <gasps> what you want me he, to do? Burn he it? was anointed. You know what? Yeah, this was like challenge accepted. <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't. I definitely pulled the Luke. I was Team Luke that night. Mm-hmm. Pal, me for America. I knew I was getting thrown into this conversation. I was trying to stay out of it. I'm being real quiet. I swear, I swear to God, this is absolutely okay, Luke, true. The next the morning, the next morning, dude's like, are you okay? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, down there. Like, what do you think? I'm fucking no. <laughs> Not his first radio. Right. I'm saying like. Look, it's not my fault. I learned how to take a dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, relax. He, he did go to Catholic school. I mean, oh gosh, next, next, next. <laughs> All right, we're going to some more music drama. Finally, oh, Lynn Spears oh, yeah. has stepped up. The pop star's mom called the, for the removal of her ex-husband Jamie from Britney's conservatorship, saying the arrangement is exhausting and terrifying. In a sworn written declar- declaration, Lynn argued that the step-in is necessarily necessary because the relationship between father and daughter has dwindled to nothing but fear and hatred since the conservatorship was enacted in 2008. Lynn concluded that Jamie is incapable of putting Britney's interests ahead of his own on both a personal and professional level, and his remaining a conservator of Britney's estate is not in the best interest of his daughter. This now, bitch, daylight and a dollar short. Fuck her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always has been, though. Always has been. Well, but they didn't get along. Maybe she's as much a victim of the cowering as Britney. Listen, here's the thing, though. The thing that really concerns me about Britney, right? I'm all about free Britney, okay? And I do think she's going to be under the microscope if she gets freed. I think people are going to look for any, like, missteps she makes and be like, see, this is why she needs to be locked up. But it does concern me. Like, if you listen to the whole 23 minutes of her testimony, she doesn't speak like a 39-year-old, right? She yeah. definitely, there's some things going on there. She's, But it also does seem to be that even before the conservatorship, her life has been controlled and somebody's always kind of been pushing her to do something. And her dad, so I, I just worry that it, it might be a lot for her. And if she gets around much- wrong people, it's, I think it's going to not go great. I hope it's my question. Here's my question for you guys before we, we continue. Do you think that the that conservatorship is to blame, though, for even... I know that they usually say people stop developing at the age that they get famous. But having... She lived through her 20s, and now she's been under this conservative. She hasn't had to live... She hasn't had to be in control of her life for so long. Do you think that's a major factor in it as well? Developing people also stop developing at the age of the trauma. Right. Well, and if you watch interviews, trauma first happened. 
before though before you know all this happened you know like there was always something right like she you know in diane Sawyer interview she cried well yes there was definitely they're more left but then you hear she put on lithium and shit against her will like the whole <laughs> conservatorship is is definitely crazy and i think like you know she decides she wants to go take every last cent she has and fucking blow it that's her prerogative right crazier than <laughs> her prerogative Right. Crazier than Charlie Sheen. Right, you know? right. And I'm Crazier saying, so she than hasn't Danny done anything worse. And two, I think when you hear the stories about the context of that night with locking herself in the bathroom with her child, when you hear the context of that evening, it makes more sense, mm-hmm. right? And she doesn't look as batshit crazy as it appeared right. at that time. And and it's that fame game of she you're fucked no matter what you do because there's a microscope on you and I, I think the whole situation is really sad I think her father's her a monster and I <clears throat> she should be alive if she can perform and go on world tours and do all that she should be able to be out of this look at thing. look at the life of Judy Garland come on that woman was tortured she abused. should have been in one. Yeah. Right. There's people yeah, I know that should be in conservatorships that need them. Fuck you. Keep up with it. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm fucking retarded. I mean, <laughs> handicap. So, um, just an update. Katie's not here to, to shame you. <laughs> Look, I shame myself because I don't like that word and I don't ever say it. So I'm not sure what just went down. <laughs> so, um, there's an this update. This could be the episode to... that does get us cancelled. <laughs> 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 This is so tame, it's not even funny. Um, there's an update to this story, and um, her former manager has actually released voicemails that Britney has sent to her representation. They didn't sound eight, like her. Eight, nine years ago, wonder, um, talking about the conservatorship and her being afraid of her father and wanting it removed. So, again, if you are if you are part of the Britney Spears fan base, you know that this has been going on for too, way too long, but, you know. We'll see. Apparently, the um, the judge has pushed the ca- pushed the case forward from December to September, so this could all be happening in the next couple of months. Yeah. Um, I we'll hope do- that her father gets charged because he, I feel right. like he was the ringleader behind all this. <laughs> he pushed it because he knew there was money to be made, and I, I don't understand how a conservator is earning a gross profit off of your gross <laughs> revenue from your tour and your last like. What? What? Exactly. She had a manager. But as we said, um, he needs to go to jail. As as Jeffrey was saying before, um, a lot of stuff that is coming to light now is making a lot more sense. And the same can be said for um, Miss Amy Winehouse, who passed yes. away ten years ago last uh, this wow. week or this week? Yeah, this week. So this week marks the ten year. Uh, 10 years since the death of singer-songwriter Amy Winehouse at age 27 from alcohol poisoning. Winehouse's parents, Janice and Mitch, have opened up about their daughter's tragically short life and their criticism of the 2015 documentary Amy. So this is the producer of the new documentary Reclaiming Amy um, speaking. I think that one of the things that Janice uh, found most painful about the narrative was her daughter was about her daughter since she died is that she came from an unhappy and unloving family and that in some way led her to the problems in later life for the narrative to be around that i mean that was incredibly difficult for janice so i think that that's what we've tried to do with this archive of family photos and videos just paint a picture of a girl a very normal girl that came from a very normal family um if you want to check out reclaiming amy it's available on bbc so uh i player um the major the criticism middle. was was about her father um who was was very much involved in that documentary uh, he <laughs> says he had a mental breakdown after it so i'll have to i don't know but daddy thinks i'm fine yeah exactly <laughs> Um, but yeah, Amy's mo- um, the reason why this is happening now is Amy's mother actually suffers from MS, so she will, um, her, her condition is deteriorating and she wanted to, um, you know, have her chance to have her say while she could. Um, 
it's it's actually you can actually tell that it really affected her mother, um, and of course it did. They lost their their yeah. daughter became the biggest selling artist of all time, and biggest right. female artist in the world for a hot minute there, and then she's gone in the blink of an eye. Well, I think it's, any parent, regardless <laughs> of what the childhood was like or or anything, to have watch your child. I mean, when you look at pictures of Amy two or three years, whatever it was, before she died, to what she looked like and what her, the damage to her body. Mm-hmm. That's intense. Like that, no matter who you are, if you care about somebody and know them in real life, that's painful to watch. That's and what I'm there, there are a lot of people who want to blame someone for addiction, but addiction can happen to anyone. It's, it's not a blame situation. You know? Exactly. Yeah, right? and, that's what Janice was saying, that what, probably the hardest thing about watching Amy in the last few years is that she was physically unable to do anything for her because she because of her condition, she was she was not... Hello? Move! Turn your vibrator <laughs> down! Oh, it's a what plane going over the head. <laughs> that was very dramatic. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> See, I could barely hear it, uh, so I can hear you guys, but I can't hear it now. Wow, that was intense. Oh. But um, yeah, she was because of her condition, she wasn't actually able to help her daughter, and she that was a big source of guilt for her. Which and is even if she really was 100% sad, percent well, she might not have been able to help her daughter. Exactly, exactly. Like, yeah. If Amy didn't want help, she was never going to get it because nobody you know, could have stopped her. It has to get That's... to a point where. Someone will go, hey, I'm going to... Well, maybe they could have put her in a conservatorship. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe it could have been. But I get, like, I don't... That just is so extreme. It's so crazy. It's so sad, too. So She was such a talented woman. She was It's just sad. Brilliant. Very sad. Should we go on to something happier? (laughs) Sorry, Jeff, go. Finish up. Next, probably hey, <laughs> <laughs> gang signs now. We're going, to, we're going to something happier. Well, it depends on what you think is happy, but I'm a little bit happy for these two. I did, I wasn't really about it first time round, but there's something there's something feels a bit a bit more right. It's not as um look at our movie buy like go see our movie listen to my album. The relationship seems a little bit more authentic oh, this time. But look around, at me perhaps? running around in a bikini for a photo shoot. Fifty-two oh, years old, motherfucker. Do you look yeah. like that? <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, he played. Are we gonna body shame? That didn't really work out for him, right? Like that no. kind of ended in a fizzle thing. And then, what's she really been doing lately that's successful? You, you tell me. It's not a little bit perfect timing. Uh, look, I think we underestimate. And every, I think everyone I, does underestimate I'm just being how much how successful J Lo is because bitch bitch is making that money. It may not be necessarily in music, but bitch is oh, making she's that over coin. Four hundred million dollar. Like yeah. she's she could she's be getting, bringing out her own movies and music with her own. They on a yacht. To, but, yeah, they on a yacht, bitch. She got dough. She yeah, <laughs> so I'm I'm Team J Lo. Like I've I've always been Team J Lo, except for that yeah. the album when they were together. That was not a good. What well, so I would what? like to um counteract your your question you asked me before. I'm sure I would look that great if I had four hundred million dollars. But yeah, you know, oh no, continue. Luke. Apparently, I I read an interview that she does not. She's never had alcohol. She doesn't do this. Like she is like Spartan. She knows her brand and she knows what her brand needs to look like and she does not deviate. So at 52 years old, I've never looked that good in my life. So rock on, Jennifer. You go, girl. Oh, absolutely. She looks phenomenal. <laughs> she looks Him, phenomenal. Some of those pictures of them on the yacht, man, his face looks a little red. Like, what just happened, buddy? You're just down the wrong. <laughs> but I, 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 I'm, I'm being an asshole. But it also, I, I'm very excited. I'm glad... I hope it works out. I don't think it will because going backwards never a good thing. But maybe it will. Track record. Maybe for it'll both give of us all hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> Jeffrey. No. <laughs> no girl. Well, they yeah, never you, technically I'll, got I'll married. So. No, they didn't. But there but was a ring. ring. There was a gorgeous. She got. Look at. Can I just show she you, got. bitches? Look at what just got delivered. 
Oh, delish. delish. Literally. Off the delish. boat. It is uh, a Greek. <laughs> what's it? A Greek style pizza from what's the place? Looks now? good. Uh, Olives, hot box. everything. Hot box. And all oh, hot, 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 hot box. You owe yeah. us money they for advertising. We went down uh, to Beaver Town. They took the <laughs> pontoon and went and picked me up a pizza. Now, Jeffrey, how many oh, stars God, would you give On this the pizza? Pontoon. <laughs> this pizza? Oh. Yeah. Out of five stars? 4.92. 4. Oh, 4.92. Oh, Beautiful. <laughs> I love it. New York, it's a good rating for a pizza. What a great segue. Let's talk about this. Kanye's kitchen too costly? Is he just full of hot air? Kanye West was blasted by fans for charging 40 US dollars for a hot dog, $50 for chicken fingers, and $65 for a snack basket during the Donda album listening party. Rapper 40, the rapper 44 previewed his new album in Atlanta, but some fans were left gobsmacked by the pricey refreshments on offer. Also, a Ziploc bag of air, reportedly from the event, was selling on eBay for $3,333.33 and had a bid of ni- had, had 90 bids at the time of the article's writing. Oh Jesus. My well, He's eating his pizza. He's gone. Yeah, Jeff's out. He's gone. I gotta um, tell you. Go, Vera. You, you got that. Fifty bucks for a chicken wing. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get you gotta pay the Kardashians, you know, money for the divorce, but fifty dollars. Fuck you. You are not worth <laughs> enough with your hundred and fifty thousand dollars sneakers. Your Yeezys. Jesus. Now, well, one, one of the commenters, did comment, yeah. yeah, someone did comment saying that um, there is a legal stipulation that they have to sell food at the event, which is true because in Australia, anywhere that they ser- and I'm sure they were serving alcohol at this event, they have to legally supply food, and things do get a little bit pricey. But Luke, have you ever seen something that pricey at a concert? <laughs> Not at a concert, no, but I have, like, you know, it, that was, it was still more exorbitant than theme park prices, right, where you pay, like, $40 for a meal. Um, but, yeah, no, it seemed crazy, though, that they would even do that, but it was because, allegedly, they did not want to sell food at the event. So they made the prices so ridiculously high that they wouldn't have to make much food. I don't know if it worked <sighs> out. Maybe they just made a lot of money off selling chicken wings <laughs> well, who knows chicken strips i think you've got to you've got to be specific how is the um, pizza jeffrey if i was if i was <laughs> at a kanye west function and i was i would obviously need to be hammered and probably on some other mind-altering substances i'd spend 50 dollars on a fucking hot dog too because i'd rather go <laughs> sit and talk to the vendors than listen to his bullshit <laughs> oh Jeff, I love it. Thank you for. What's the most you've us. ever paid for like food though, Jeff? Like that was overpriced. Is there like uh, anything that stands out in your mind ever? Like I know I spent like twenty dollars like chicken nuggets once at like a theme park. It's like nuggets and chips and a coke. Yeah, for twenty dollars. Uh, I was like in Vegas with Katrina, <laughs> we were paying seventy five dollars per glass of champagne. Oh, it was. Vegas. We weren't paying. I well, exactly. Pay, you were like, paying, so why the fuck do you care? Like, we all <laughs> what was the last time I was I went... so horrified because somebody else had to pay? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but not you. Dinner for four <laughs> people was like nine hundred dollars. Oh, yummy! I was just meant, thank people. you. I was. It was delicious. It better be. For I did, but it was so. And Katrina, she didn't give a fuck. She's ordering a rack of lamb. She's like, I want this, this, this. She ordered like 10 things. You know what I'm saying? Because she's like, no, trust me. It's okay. She's like, whatever. He's got it. Don't worry. Come on. Get this. And so I'm like, don't you fucking dare. Oh. He's like, well, he said he's paying. I'm like, I don't care. Speaking of people who don't care anymore, um, we're going to go into this article, which I love. 335,000 and no longer counting. <laughs> Twin sisters Louise and Martine fucking have more than a century of experience between them and were 
<laughs> working around with the title of Amsterdam's Red Light District's oldest window girls back in 2012 before their retirement. The sisters, now in their late 70s, have serviced more than 335,000 clients in their lengthy careers. They've had a documentary made about them called Meet the Fockins and have also had a book detailing the lives and stories. Um, <laughs> go, girl. I think... Yeah, yeah, get it. Hey, it's Luna Tunas. <laughs> it's Luna Tunas <laughs> squared. They they clearly um, have made a living at it. Look go, at, whatever. Jeffrey, I go. I, I want I want Jeffrey's opinion. Go. <laughs> no, if somebody's paying for that pussy, looking like those two bitches, you know what? <laughs> they should be walking on water, right? Because this is the thing. Like our whole world is about oh you gotta be skinny you gotta look perfect you gotta look great right and so those two obviously you know they were older maybe not in the best of shape we're getting paid the fuck you gotta <laughs> exactly. think after that many customers those pussies know what they're doing oh my gosh yeah, that, oh, they're they're dead. Dead. they look like dead. probably they were like Luke's in asshole. the red light district <laughs> those women were infamous in the red light district like people there was like People were going to pay just to see them. They probably weren't even having sex in the end. They were just like getting people to pay to just say, like, hey, here we are. We all we got I got it. I got I gotta believe they knew what they were doing. Oh, they did. Cool. And you know what? Then they think the reason why they they were saying one of the main reasons why they quit was the decline in um the 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 men that they were servicing. They said that everyone was getting fat and ugly. So they decided well, to they decided to stop. They said 20, 20 years, twenty years, twenty years earlier, Shut twenty years earlier, everyone Mom, looked after themselves. Pull more. that picture back up. <laughs> <laughs> so how do we feel about pull all of these? That picture back. You I, I often find their name was Falcons. I love yeah, it. Yeah, but it's strange how like these twins seem to like you know you see it in a lot of like stuff that's out there on the internet where there's like twins doing these sexual things together it's like borderline incest or it is Look, incest. It actually, their, their story is actually their story is actually quite um quite sad um they were, one of the sisters was forced into prostitution because she had a child and the and the father of the child refused to have anything to do with it or pay her any money or Blah, blah 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 blah. So the only job that she could get was prostitution. The sister was started as the cleaner, as the cleaner in with her sister, and then ended up, you know, joining the family business. So I guess it, it happens, has its happy it ending. Good for them for sticking together. Yeah, that's family. That's uh, yeah, family. Anytime it, I, I, I think it's very sad that any woman um, that doesn't want to do this feels that she has to do it but at the same time i feel like if you're proud of it and you're okay with it bitch work on baby work on suck that dick bitch do your part <laughs> well there's a there's there's Just some like changes Luke. happening there's some changes happening in the um in the dick department that's gonna make jeffrey not very happy oh <laughs> here we go anytime Long-term COVID leads to men coming up short. People who are suffering from long COVID have amassed a list of up to 200 possible symptoms, including a decrease in the size of penis and or testicles, tinnitus, hallucinations, and aggression, according to a new study. The first of its kind study looked at at the holistic approach to to the long-term impacts of COVID, and has compiled a list of dozen potential systems. While most commonly mentioned systems include fatigue, brain fog, and posts. Oh God, I can't exertional even read. Exertional malaise. Thank you. Ex- I, couldn't, malaise. I need glasses. Exertional malaise. Um, <laughs> subjects have also mentioned less well-known uh, effects such as tremors, itchy skin, a decrease in penis size, sexual dysfunction, and blurred vision. Watch the male immunization I, rate skyrocket. Well, look, this is made public. <laughs> Who wants Luke, an injection now, Luke, I'm going to take one. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to take one for the team. 
I'm All right. throwing myself under the bus and just say, well, I guess if I get COVID, I'm going to be fucked. I'm going to have to become a woman because I'm not going to have a dick. You know what I mean? Gaining all this weight, there's not much there anymore. So COVID oh. might wipe me out. <laughs> You're going to be in the window. You're going to be over in the red light district before you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Jeffrey fucking. <laughs> you just got to be good with your straw, mm-hmm. honey. What did you get for how, Christmas, Jeffrey? <laughs> how would it shrink the genitals? Because how you don't have the blood flow. It's a circulatory compromise. Sure. There you go. Vera answered it. I set that up for you, Vera. As Ace commented on the article, <laughs> look at all the big rockets about to be built. <laughs> We're looking at you, Richard Branson. <laughs> no, Bezos. Bezos, Jay- Bezos yeah, and his cock Bezos rocket. The one that's got the cock rocket. Oh, well, that is true. Bezos and the cock rocket. Oh, and he, take, he could take the fuckins up next time. You know, he's yeah, yeah. taking old ladies rocket. up. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking rocket. <laughs> Um, look, we've we've got a lot more to. I'm uh, gonna have to start to speed up. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, this came yeah. out the other day. Um, Wentworth Miller announces his autism diagnosis. 40, 49 year old Prison Break star took to Instagram to announce his diagnosis, which he received a year ago. This isn't something I change. Immediately, being autistic is central to who I am, to everything I've achieved and articulated. Miller wrote that he knows access to a diagnosis is a privilege many do not enjoy and that his diagnosis was a shock but not a surprise. I don't know enough about autism. There's a lot to know, he wrote. Right now, my work looks like evolving my understanding, re-examining five decades of lived experience through a new lens. I don't want to run the risk of suddenly becoming a loud, ill-informed voice in the room. The autistic community... This I do know has historically been talked over, spoken for. I do not wish to do additional harm, only to raise my hand and say I am here, have been, and, and yeah, who's re- who's finally realizing it? So, Let's interesting, right? Um, talking to autism. Can we just can we go, Jeffrey? <laughs> can we talk about our little family, Bill Maxwell? Yes. And Stacy and Michael, they are only two thousand dollars away from their goal. Oh, wow. wow! Congratulations, Bill Stacy. And little yes, Michael. Yes, yes. So, if you guys are watching now, go look up Bill Maxwell on Twitter. The links on our page. We'll share it again right after the show. Please go donate. And let's let let's help them hit their goal. Like so, Luke, take out your goddamn wallet. <laughs> <laughs> You talk like I've got money in it. Goodness me. I do this show. <laughs> hey, I gave him 400 bucks, bitch. Okay? And no, look, that's see, great, though. It just proves that you have a heart of gold, even though you pretend to not have one at all. <laughs> I think more and more people are on the spectrum. Well, because I, I think that, I think that, more and more people have yeah. mental health issues. More and more people have, you know, these these intellectual challenges. I don't want to say challenges, differences, you know. And we need to start recognizing that not everybody learns the same. Not everybody is the same. <laughs> I know. Luke gets picked on all the time. I am. It's terrible, Ace. And thank you. Here's the for- thing. I love Luke to death. Usually, if I pick on this Luke, is a he stick, comes back and he plays a little bit more. Yeah, I'm a little bit off guard right now because, you know, I just haven't seen you for so long, so now it's like <laughs> a stranger attacking me. I know, I know. <laughs> this, is, this is probably the longest. This is probably the in like three years the longest Luke and I haven't talked. It's been yeah. probably a month. It has definitely. Like I don't think that that's happened in the last couple. I think of years. we did one show in between that, but you know there was. It was Even I felt very lonely. My my Facebook messenger has been yeah, going I mean, off I, at strange times. But, but I mean, like. <laughs> Even like you, us doing the show, you know what I mean? Like that's us doing the show. That's not us like talking about what's going on and realize what's happening. Yeah. We usually catch exactly. up like a once a week or a couple times a week, depending on what's going well, on. We usually have a phone call. And it's just, it. it's, well, two and it's, bitch, I'm gone. <laughs> oh, dear. How oh, funny. I'm cutting out whole. Everybody's frozen. I can't hear nothing. No, we're here. We don't no, no, we have anything. We are listening to you. <laughs> All right, we're, 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 we're going to do me. I'm waving my hands. 
We can see you. We're waving back. We can see you. All right, Steve, next well, article. Save well, this show. Well, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, <laughs> Dexter's <laughs> coming back. Are you excited about Dexter, Jeffrey? Jeffrey. He's gone. Jeffrey. He left him. I think he's okay, I love I'll... Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm excited right. about the show coming back. I think there was a lot more to be done, and I think it's good there's a gap because now we can revisit these characters. Um, Dexter's sister's going to be back, and it's going to be really nice to examine all the aftermath of the shit that went down in that last season because there was some hectic shit that went down. I didn't, I didn't see her in a trailer. No, she's, she's just been announced. She's just been announced. They gave her what she was asking for. And so all, <laughs> it's a got, dream. It's a dream. We've got we got horror we got horror comebacks like no one's business. The Chucky TV show is coming in October. Chucky can say fuck ten times an episode. There's going to be murder. There's going to be 80s cast, 2000s cast, 90s cast. It's going to be all kind of things Chucky. So if you like Chucky, check out Chucky. Uh, <laughs> a cast member had told me they can't come and do any press right now, but mm. we will revisit that. He, yeah, he can't follow it. <laughs> it's too late. He can't follow us. <laughs> he can't follow us. Luke, I picked this one especially for you. We're going oh, to get the I Know What You Did Last Summer series That's in cool. October. I, so I, Halloween looks like it's going to be great. Amazon Prime. Yeah, and I think the way they said it, they're going to do it like episodic, like each episode is each person's point of view that's involved. I think that will work for this to be a series. Yeah, I think it could be very, very interesting um, if done right. Oh, Vera. <laughs> Private chat on fire today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Luke, you're going to like that one when you see it. Uh, I will. Other horror news, we've got Paul Rudd was offered to return to Halloween as Tommy Doyle, um, which he, a role that he portrayed in The Curse of Michael Myers, whether you like Halloween 6 or not, is, you know, personal opinion. But he was asked to return um, and scheduling disallowed him to do that which is i think i think halloween fans would have been really happy to see him return um as tommy doyle but the big news was from jamie lee curtis who i think we all expected it saying that halloween ends we'll see her play laurie strode for the final time since her debut in 1978 i would say given what i know about the next movie I think it will be the last time that I'll play her. I'm not saying something like, oh, it's because I die. It's nothing to do with that. I'm talking about the emotionally... I'm talking about emotionally what they have constructed. I think it's a spectacular way to end this trilogy. Um, I think that's really, you know, quite obvious when it's called Halloween Ends that (laughs) someone's going to (laughs) go. They're not going to kill off Michael Myers, are they? Um, Yeah, look, I think it's great that Jamie's always come back to that character because it was the character that uh, launched her career. Uh, we'll see. And, you know, look, and there's obviously a we'll lot, of, lot of money to be made from Laurie Strode uh, and Halloween. Yeah, although I haven't seen anything but the original. Um, uh, one, and then there was huge surprise news this, this week as well. David Gordon Green is now tackling the exorcist in a new trilogy universal and peacock along with partners blumhouse and morgan creek have announced that ellen bernston will replies her legend oh god legendary role academy award nominated chris mcneil in a new sequel to the exorcist from david gordon green um the actress is cast alongside star of stage and screen leslie odom jr from hamilton who will reportedly lead the franchise as a father who seeks the aid of Chris when his daughter becomes possessed. Now, yeah, the tr- first the first installment of the new trilogy will hit cinemas in October 13th, 2023. Still no word on Linda Blair yet, but I feel like they're uh, holding out on Linda. If we're giving props to Jayla, let's just give a few props to Ellen. Ellen Bernstein looks amazing. Like almost 90. I was going to say, I really hope she's... This is horrible to say it loud, but it's a thought that crossed my mind. I hope she's still around when this movie eventually premieres in two years' time. 
Because <laughs> imagine doing all this work for something you may not see. Hasn't even filmed yet. So look, I she think she looks pretty good. She looks amazing. She and she was just recently she was the oldest nominee for an Oscar. Yeah. In the supporting actress category. Um, we don't have the article here, but Ace brought up a very important point. Vera's mate has been back in the news again, Mr. Stephen Dorff. Um, it is this. I thought I did put it up. So. Uh, it's all right. It's, all right. it's okay. Basically, pe- backpedaling everything he said about Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow. Surprise, surprise. Saying that he hasn't seen the movie, but he loves Scarlett and he sent her a little note. But update today, Scarlett Johansson is suing, suing Marvel. No, she's suing Disney. Well, Marvel and Disney right. for because of the release of Black Widow to Disney Plus um, negates yeah. part of her contract. So oh. they are they are effectively um, hampering her profit because she has a percentage of the box office. So uh-huh. the release to Disney she Plus. Have anything written in about percentage of race. Disney Plus? Yeah. 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 Sneaky, so, sneaky, and you should so apparently your talent. Apparently, this is the me. end. This is the end of that Disney Plus premiere thing. Apparently, uh, it will not happen again. Good. So, we shall see. Yeah, it's, it it kills the box office, but it does. What can you do? What can you do? Um. All right, Vera, how are you feeling? We're at the hour mark, so you might as oh, well we get real toasty. All right, here we go. It's time for a segment we like to call Vera Vent. Okay, hold Altius. on. Let me get you ready. Okay. Vent. <laughs> this is the motto of the Olympics. It has been the motto since I was a child. But they just changed it to... The English equivalent of Sidious Altius Fortius, faster, stronger, higher, or faster, higher, stronger. Um, their intention is to honor the Olympics for going faster, for going higher, for going farther. Uh, but is this always the case? I'd like to talk about Syria Bonali. I'm going to bet nobody, no. Nope. <laughs> That wasn't what I wanted you to sew. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> Go, keep talking. Ignore that. I bet you nobody knows who she is. Syria Bodenly was a French figure skater from the 90s. She was in three different Olympics. She is the only skater, male or female, to ever land a backflip on a single blade. Is this she something like that? was... <laughs> The first black figure skater to skate in any competition worldwide. She was a five-time European champion, nine-time French champion. She competed in three different Olympics. And at 1998, she was expected to place on the podium. It was, she was going against Oksana Bayul. She was expected to be a head-to-head race between the two of them for first place. Before Nagano, she injured her ankle. And because of that uh, Achilles rupture, she was unable to complete one of her famous triples. She was the first female to attempt triple combinations. And she's one of the few females that has ever landed quad combinations. Um, She is an amazing athletic skater. She was criticized over and over again for not being graceful enough for being too athletic. She was criticized for wearing a braid to a competition. So she chopped her hair before the competition because they were going to let her skate for wearing a braided ponytail. At the uh, Nagano Olympics, she was unable to land a triple Lutz and she knew that this was imperative to her scoring. So she, uh, she performed the backflip landing on a single blade because she knew that the ruptured Achilles wouldn't support her. She is to this day, the only skater to ever land this jump. And they look to the technical judge and the technical judge said, I don't know, we've never had this jump before. And one judge said she is um, intentionally disrespectful and out of line, and they gave her 10th place for landing one of the only, for being the only person to ever attempt this jump. The reason I bring this up 
because of our conversation about Simone Biles. This is where I wanted you to put the picture up so everybody could see why I think there's a parallel. You know, Simone Biles was told four weeks ago that she couldn't perform the routine she's been performing and perfecting for the last five years. After this Olympics, Surya Bonali retired and never competed again. Can we think of any reason why she might have been criticized and chastised and harassed this way? You know, stronger, higher, faster. Just don't make the white people look bad. Well, look, white, white people are looking bad at the Olympics anyway, aren't they, Vera, <laughs> at the moment? Yes, I think so. Look, yeah. look at these guys. Look at these guys. Here we go. They'll get bit broken legs when they get back home. <laughs> but look, sometimes a fun day can end in disaster. Is that working? It was playing. It was playing. It was playing. I'm going to play it again. bring up something that you know the first thing i thought of when i saw that what <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> how lucky is that kid on that ride though that that bird didn't hit her in the face could you imagine or, like a yeah, beak just flying for your like eye oh yeah. dear who knows look that's the kind of week it's been around here folks so jeffrey did have to leave he had a bad internet connection but welcome back i do and just want to quickly I do just want to quickly send some love overseas. Um, you guys, I haven't told you, but um, our UK correspondent, the the uh, uh, <laughs> the lovely Lee, um, actually came down with COVID recently. She is oh, fully dear. she's fully vaccinated, so she's she's, she's fully vaccinated, but she's. Case. She's oh, she's not so mild. She's she's not so mild, but she's on the road to recovery. So Lee, if you are watching, lots of love from Australia and America, and get well soon. And thanks everyone for joining us. We will see you again next week. It's that time we've gone over time. It's been a good time again. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. So I was trying to come up with an Olympic joke for the end of the show, but I was I, my mind just went to cool runnings, and I can't do that without sounding racist. So bye. <laughs>